Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck-tastics? How's that one? I don't know if I ever, have I ever used that. What the fuck-tastics? What the fuck-tuplets? Uh, I don't fucking know. How's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. WTF, welcome to it. Chris Fairbanks is on the show today. He's a comedian. He was actually on a live WTF back in... Uh, I think it was 2010 but we have actually never done a full talk and he's a funny quirky odd guy he's got a new uh, comedy special out now chris fairbanks rescue cactus is what it's called you can rent it or buy it at chris fairbanks comedy special.com i've been trying to watch specials uh, speaking of new specials uh, my old friend She's not that old a friend, but she's uh, been on the show, and I like her, Esther Pavitsky. Um, she has a new special, just released it. It's on Comedy Central, Esther Pavitsky, Hot For My Name. It's available on demand, and you can stream it for free at cc.com. Yeah, little Esther. So spiraling. I don't know, man. I, I guess it's rational. I don't think I'm being irrational. Because cases are spiking here in Los Angeles. I talked to my friends in New York. And because of their responsible behavior, things have leveled off a bit. Nothing is normal. But there's not uh, morgue trucks in the streets. I'm not seeing that here either, but I live in a neighborhood. All I can do is look at the numbers and feel like I'm surrounded by it. And it's kind of terrifying. I don't want to get it. I don't know what it does. I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to be intubated. I don't want to be on a ventilator. It's terrifying, and it's, and it's happening a lot. People are dying in the hospital, intubated. And I don't know if, if I, I don't, I know I would count myself among the more empathetic people people around maybe i know i'm self-centered i know that i'm insensitive to a degree but to try to wrap your brain around the number of people that are dying of this fucking disease because of irresponsibility faulty shitty morally bankrupt leadership thousands of people are dying and 
you don't want to get numb to that number so we know exactly what's going on. I don't know that uh, that people conceive of it or if it's easy to conceive of. But I'm haunted by it. I have to go get a fucking checkup, I'm afraid to go. I guess they're still doing those. Are they still doing those? I guess I'm a little out of the loop. But all I know is I'm haunted. This idea of ventilators, like, you know, you just wait on a ventilator. Do you know what that means, like, to be intubated? Look, I don't want to bring this up. But I've got an image in my head that'll never go away. On top of just the grief I'm experiencing now, as I've discussed. Yeah, I don't know how long this goes on for it, but it's different now. I've talked about it the other day. I'm through the, 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 the shock and trauma of my girlfriend, Lynn Shelton, dying suddenly, really. And now there's just the loss. The foundation of loss has been established in my heart. But some of you know that when she did pass away, I, w- I was told that I could go down there. I was told in the middle of the night by the doctor at the ICU that I could come down and spend uh, some time with her body. Can't really hang out in hospitals anymore, but for some reason at that hour, it was not in COVID ICU. He said, we can, I can get you in. And after some personal struggle, I decided to go down there and I went down there. And she had passed, and I got there, and I walk in, it was dark, it was quiet, and she was there, her body was there, and they couldn't remove the tubes. They had to leave all that stuff in, and she had been intubated. And it was devastating. This is not just a mask. You know, they run a tube down your throat. And then someone has to keep an eye on that tube so you don't drown in your own phlegm. This is horrible reality of what's going on for thousands and thousands of people in this country. Alone there in the hospital. Thousands and thousands more will happen and thousands and thousands and thousands were unnecessary. Faulty leadership, morally bankrupt governance. And I'm haunted by it. I'm haunted by the fear of it. I'm haunted by knowing what the reality of that is. And Lynn didn't die of COVID. But some of the symptoms that she had were similar to some of the things that happened with that. In this sort of positive area of uh, life right now, uh, there has been a, um, a grant was established in Lynn Shelton's name called the Lynn Shelton of a Certain Age Grant. It was established by uh, the Northwest Film Forum, along with the... Uh, Duplass Brothers Productions to uh, to honor Lynn. Um, 
and it's a $25,000 unrestricted cash grant that will be awarded each year to a U.S.-based woman or non-binary filmmaker age 39 or older who has yet to direct a narrative feature. You can find out more about it if you are interested in it. It's at the nwfilmforum.org. It's the Lynn Shelton of a certain age grant. A group of us are chipping in. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Because we live in a country where, not a country, a world, it's worse for women, but for a lot of people, you know, they think that you get to a certain age and you're, you're, you're finished. But actually, you get to a certain age and you should just be starting. I mean, what the fuck do you really know when you're in your 20s? You're speculating you're, you're creating a fiction of a reality you think that exists emotionally. I mean, you know, Lynn used to talk about that a lot, is that, you know, when you get older, you have some resource to draw from, emotional resource, experience, vision. Uh, you know, some of your time has run out, so there's a, an urgency. And I think that's a beautiful uh, thing that they that uh, some of her friends came up with that idea and, and made it a reality, that grant. I think it'll help, uh, it'll help somebody realize their artistic dream. What is your artistic dream? Does it matter? What the fuck matters, right? Wow, man, I got, you know, I'm, in, I'm going in and out of, you know, fear, anger, sadness, for a lot of different reasons, and it becomes difficult to compartmentalize. I have to compartmentalize. Are you able to compartmentalize? Or like when you wake up, does your entire world fall to shit because of one fucking viral news story that enters your fucking brain, destroys everything in its path in terms of hope, faith, good feelings of any kind, and then destroys all your visions of the future and then destroys your present by uh, creating symptoms of panic and, and fucking pain and then goes down and infects your heart and makes that sort of tight, creates a tightness in your chest and then an inability to make yourself fucking breakfast. How many breakfasts are being ruined by infectious news stories revealing the truth of what the fuck is going on right now. How many breakfasts? How many children are seeing a sad, wrenched face of a parent trying to look like everything's okay for them, but they just read that infectious news story and it just ruined their face can't tap into the heart, can't make the brain think positive thoughts, sadly serving pancakes. God damn it. So Chris Fairbanks, as I mentioned, his new special is uh, Chris Fairbanks, Rescue Cactus. You can rent it or buy it at chrisfairbankscomedyspecial.com. He also has a podcast, Do You Need a Ride, that he co-hosts with Karen Kilgariff, and this is me and Chris Fairbanks coming up.
Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. I've got a little six feet here. I feel like I'm back. I'm back far enough. We've got the new plexiglass boundary, and it's it's not bothering me. Yeah, yeah. It does feel like uh, we're you know you're. I'm visiting you in prison a little. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard back from the lawyer? <laughs> I uh, yeah. It's well. A fr- that's what I what makes me nervous is what? a friend of mine who's a fireman, so they just test them at work. I yeah. guess. Uh, he's also a skateboarder. We've reached a point in the world where there's firemen that skateboard. Sure. But, uh, he had zero symptoms. Yeah. And totally. He, and he had it. Yeah, he had it. Never had a fever, never had any. And what, why'd they, t- why, why they just test him as a, as regular or right. precaution? So how many of those people are walking around? I, who knows where anyone can get exposed to it? Yeah. You know, I've been a little sloppy, but I'm not, you know, I'm not at the beach I'm not going to bars. I don't have that many friends. Yeah, I don't think I'm being sloppy. I get food brought to my house. That's a way to get it, I guess. Sure. But I, I am not. I don't go anywhere, man. You live alone? Yeah. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, that it is. We. I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> I react to movies audibly. I'm like, oh, she seems nice. Oh. And I'm not. There's no one. There. I mean, there's just plants. I know, dude. Like, you know, I'm, I'm like trying to fight the uh, in, the impulse to talk to my dead girlfriend. You know, it's pretty fresh, and I figure yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I've got some of her stuff around, you know, but but that, if if I start doing that now, that, that could be the rest of my life. I, uh, I talked, <laughs> my mom passed a couple of years ago. It was a long 10-year Alzheimer's thing, but oh, I, really? I talked to her. You yeah, do? and I didn't feel you crazy. Do? No, yeah. yeah. And I'm not a person that prays, or I've never been a spiritual person. I'm not even raised that way, and I, I pray. I don't think it's great. Yeah, I do now too. It's where I don't know what I'm praying to, but I I got trained to pray when I got sober, and you know I'm still not a God guy, really. Sure. But uh, but to do it, it's kind of feels good to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It. I talk to someone. Yeah, I call him Craig. I don't know who I. But yeah, I, I talk I talk to someone too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I I I do it I do it now because like, and I imagine it's the same reason anyone does it when you feel powerless over whatever, and you don't know really what to do, you know, just sort of like vocalize it or ask for help or you know guidance. Yeah, even it's if it's from the air, at least your your the feelings are. 
they're in you and they're out. Right. Right? Yeah. And I feel like even if no one's listening, it's almost uh, on the therapy level, at least I'm vocalizing it. My, and, yeah. My buddy believes that prayers, even if you don't believe, are, are there's such a, a, a deep groove in the uh, in the global or, you know, the, the spirit realm for everybody that the, the act of it is ancient. Yeah. So it, it connects you to that. Yeah. I'll do, it's fine with me, man. Yeah. I don't want to get too mystical because, you know, I'm like, I'm always, you know, just, you know, two websites away from believing QAnon. So I, I can't. I know. I've always thought I am. I am ripe. I am exactly uh, what a Scientologist, like the stress test. Yeah. I I don't, I think that I could easily get swayed into any cult. If someone's nice enough and what they say makes sense, I'll be like, yeah, sure. Actually, you seem happy. I like your shoes. <laughs> Yeah, I like your purple Nike, so I'll go with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a little worried that I'm. I I I have malleable. to. Uh, yeah, I'm not. My I'm I I don't. I'm not a searcher. I don't find that I'm going on, I'm on a quest for answers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you know, mystical bullshit. You know, in my past, I've 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 been suckered by mystical bullshit. Yeah. Because you know why not? Yeah, I know. And then you know, all of a sudden, you got no control of your brain anymore, and you're in fucking trouble. And you're you're hanging around people you don't really like or know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're looking at you funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's too much judgment in that. Well, I had a dad that said nothing. Yeah, you just die and that's it. And I'm oh. like, oh, okay. Is that great. what your old man said? Yeah, but I don't think he really believes that anymore either. He's around? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I so, want to go see him. But where'd you grow up? Uh, Montana. Like like in a city or on it's, on a piece of land, uh, a little of both. I mean, we were in the middle of a small piece of land. It's the Missoula is the a river runs through it. Yeah. Town. Oh yeah, right. Like, yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. River runs through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, who's in that movie? What the fuck was that? Brad that was, Pitt. Oh yeah, uh, Tom Skerritt. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Some guy that looks like Josh Brolin but isn't. You go to watch the movie. Skeet Ulrich it's... was it? Skeet Ulrich? I don't, no, I don't know if it was. Skeet. Oh no, I know who you're talking about. That was the brother, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened to that guy? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I, I seem to be getting that movie confused with the golf movie in my head. Caddyshack. No, Bagger Vance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Is that a Montana movie? Uh, I. No, has the same would, tone. If you maybe. had said Legends of the Fall, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, everyone does that." It's another it, Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, and that's sort of a the, yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Sure, that Legends of the Fall, guilty pleasure, good movie, not a bad movie. I like that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that last shot where the the older, you know, more hairy Brad Pitt just gets into it with the bear, and that's like you just that's how it went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh God, I love a good bear fight. Oh man, human versus bear. How about that revenant then? The revenant. Yeah, that was the. I think that's the best of all bear fights. Uh, yeah, it is. No, that is that has to be the best bear. Oh, fight. Oh my God, man, I want to watch it right now. And growing up in Montana, that was such a fear is being mauled by a bear. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, because it can happen. So Missoula is a town of how many? Really? Sixty-five. I think it stays steady there. Really? And so it's and, small. Yeah, and it'll get up to 80 uh, when people are in school, but uh, it's a liberal arts college, so which, no one Which goes. University of Montana? Yeah, yeah. So, like, how many high schools? Uh, three. That's it? Yeah. So everyone kind of knew each other? Sure. <laughs> How did you, your family get to Montana? You, you come from cowboys? What is it? My dad 
Uh, yeah, they are from, my mom and dad are both from there, but I was born in Monterey. My dad was a radio guy there. Really? Yeah. Morning? Yeah, yeah. I, I Morning it, drive time? I don't know if it, it was, I wish that I, he has these reel-to-reels of, of, uh. Oh, you gotta digitize that shit. Yeah, I really want to. Does he I, have a reel-to-reel player? No. Mm. We just, uh, take his word for it. Huh. Yeah, you could probably bring that somewhere. I would. I mean, every year my sister and I talk about it being the best gift ever, but he doesn't seem that interested in listening to it. But I certainly am. Well, yeah. Well, I would think of. Yeah, I, I think you get to a certain point where, like, think about you. It's like if someone said, "Hey, I've got your first appearance on TV, or do you want to see it?" I don't know. I don't want to see my appearance this year. <laughs> I have a special out, and I haven't watched all of it. I can't watch it. There's parts I can watch, but then I'll be I'll watch a joke. I'm like, yeah, I know where this goes. I can't watch my. <laughs> I, thought, I, re- I remember I remember the exact response that got on that night. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to watch it. I've gotten over the fact that I have a nasally Muppet kind of voice. Like that doesn't bother me anymore. But yeah, some of my material is just the worst <laughs> from the old days or the new stuff. Oh, let's try both. to. We gotta sell this record. Yeah. Oh, uh, the new stuff. I left right? all that stuff out on Rescue Cactus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's well, it was hard to at the end of the special. I just tried to tell the. I think my last joke kind of fell flat, and I just was telling the audience uh, when about my mom and how she passed, and I got a little money and it helped pay for this special. So I want to thank my mom. I just went to say that. But instead, I started crying, uh, and then I stifled it, and I'm like, well, that was weird that I, <laughs> you I did. didn't- You felt it come up? Yeah. The grief. Grief's fucked, isn't it? Yeah, it hadn't come up like that. Certainly not. I could talk to another person. How long ago did she die? Uh, it's been two years. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, it just sneaks up on you. Yeah, yeah. And at the weirdest, because one-on-one, I'll talk about it. I'm, yeah. I'm a damn cowboy. Right. And then once there was a- I think after you go through a whole set of stand-up and you're pretending to have all these emotions, it opens you up to actually being emotional. Maybe that's what happened. But yeah, but also by that point, you developed a relationship with this audience. Yeah. You know, you kind of know them. And I liked them. They were a great audience. I trusted them. That's what did it. Yeah. There, there, there are people. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, one on one, I, I'm having a hard time with, uh, you know, with the crying and with strangers because I only have a few friends. Yeah. But if anyone asks me about it, my neighbors, I'm, I'm just, they're like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah. And it's like, I, and they just stand there. Yeah. And they take it because they're human, and humans are, I think, built to take it. Yeah. They don't really know what to do, but you know. Yeah, I, 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 I can take it when someone's crying. It's, it's. I think it's weird when there's someone that can't take it and they're a grown up, and it's like you can't be around someone crying. Yeah, I just think like I think people can be around them, but I don't know that they know they they just got to let you do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know what if they think like they're supposed to be like, oh my god, are you okay? Or you know, what, are you gonna be all right? Or? It makes people uncomfortable because they feel like they need to say the right thing in that yeah. moment. And but really... some people, most of them, have just kind of stood there, sure, and, uh, and I and then I dismiss them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they stand there. I cry. I'm like, all right, I've gotten you. what I need out of you. Yeah, I'll Hit the you. bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me through this little chunk of grief. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so. 
That part I I haven't listened to though of my special. That it's hard for me to watch. I didn't want to leave that in there. You didn't leave it in. I did leave it in, but where you got choked up? Yeah, mm. and I I felt like well, people are gonna think this is a stunt or something. Um, really? I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to be a really good actor to pull off that. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, there's. It seems like the, it, this is a difficult time. To uh, lose people, certainly. I guess any time is difficult, but I, I, the, the weird kind of, even just to have conversations, you know, you walk up to my house, I put my mask on, you got your mask on. I'm like, all right, okay, let's go do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Mark, he has a plexiglass thing. It's I great. I just got this. Yeah, it's nice. It's very professional. This well, is I, as nice as at the bank. Yeah, I, it, well, I mean, plexiglass, it's a, it's a booming business right now. I don't know what it's ultimately going to do, but I, I think we're okay. Yeah. I, I think it uh, does provide something. Oh, yeah. We're, as far as I know it, we're only supposed to worry about flying particles of spit, right? Yeah, yeah so we're good on that. Yeah. We're good. But, uh, all right, so Missoula, three high schools. Your dad does what? He was a radio guy and- Oh, that's where we were. So, so the, okay, let's, wait, let's go back to that. And all so that. you're going to be the guy who uh, at some point is going to walk into a place with a box of reel-to-reel tapes and say, like, do you, do you have a thing where we can make this another thing? Can you put this on the computer? In Missoula, Montana? They yeah. st- I'm sure they have someone that does that. No, yeah. out here, dude. You got to bring them out Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. You could do it out here if, every, if anything ever starts up again. I would. I definitely think you could do it here. I'm going to drive up there to see my dad. I think that's the safest way to do it, and I'll come back with those reels. How many are there? And uh, take them to lightning dubs or whatever where did i used to go to get vhs reels made oh lightning dubs remember lightning dubs i do remember they were a booming business it was cheap and you can get a bunch of fucking real video cassettes yeah i'd go get a box yeah and send them to rich miller and try and get booked fucking rich miller can you get me into acme yeah oh god rich rich was was he ever mad at you uh, I sometimes, yeah, you know, you I missed morning radio once, I think. <laughs> you never know when you're going to cross a Miller. I think I was not a great thing. I think I was banned, but I see him now and uh, or I was in Portland and he just went there because he likes Dana Gould and he just went to watch Dana Gould. And I, sure. That alone surprised me. I'm like, oh, after all these years, you like a comic and want to watch a comic. Yeah. And he laughed so hard. I just watched him watching Dana Gould because I actually hadn't seen Dana do stand-up live before his old material. And, you know, when am I ever on a show with him? Yeah, no, it's it, he's a good one to watch. Yeah, it's like yeah. watching the history of modern comedy. Yeah, yeah. When you watch Dana Gould, he can do everything. He really... Sings, dance, mimics. Yeah. He's a full-on guy. He does a mic toss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to he, punctuate a statement. He's very... He, he's great. He's He's really a unique... Thing I like to I like knowing that uh, Rich Miller goes out of his way to uh, to watch uh, Dana Gould. He's like he's my favorite comic. That's why that's I'm fucking. Great. Now, maybe he had other business in Portland. I think he has something to do with helium. But uh, yeah, he's one of those guys where you know he shows up. It's like, do you do a thing? What do you, he's got a little piece of everything. I don't know. Yeah. So your dad was a a, a jock, a, a morning radio. Jock. Yeah, yeah. Funny guy. He's very funny. Yeah, and he's an artist as well. He's a painter, yeah. He, painter guy. Yeah, I I, uh, I th- feel like my whole life I've kind of tried to be him. Yeah. And in retrospect, that's a good choice. But a nice guy? He is a nice guy, a morally sound guy without the religion. Did he have a, dro- a job? 
Yeah, that was the thing. I think he had kids and and he was doing radio and making furniture and painting. Makes and furniture too. Reupholster. Yeah, I have some of his pieces in my house, like redwood. Really? Uh, burls that uh-huh. are sliced, uh-huh. you know, these For the tables. table? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're nice. People yeah. are always uh, admiring my furniture that my dad made in the 60s. In the 60s he made it? Yeah, yeah. And the, or maybe it was 70s. Uh-huh. Uh, but then once he had kids and it was hard to be an artist for a living, he moved back to Montana and got a government job appraising properties. Oh. Yeah. Get, got him outside? Yeah. <laughs> He still does it sometimes. What's your What did your mom do? She was she worked for the city sewer billing. That sounds like a made up job, but you uh, you know there's someone that that gauges how much you owe for your sewer usage. And that was your mom's gig. Yeah, and there's some people that aren't hooked up to sewer, and they like a septic tank, or they burn it. There was a lady. Uh, she, she was called the witch lady. I remember her house was this. This is a real person. Her house was spray painted. And she used to ride around town on a bicycle, all in all black, with a black veil. Oh my God! And uh, there was all these stories that uh, you know children would get their fingers hit with a of hammer. Course. And every- of course, of course. But she wasn't. My mom was kind of friends with her through this sewer billing. She would show up and say, "I got billed for the sewer, and i I put my uh, I put my excrement in the fireplace and burn it." So. You know, I'm not hooked up to the sewer. And my mom with a straight face would be like, oh, we'll, we'll just uh, oh, we'll take, you take off this there. bill. <laughs> the fireplace, huh? Yeah. That's a... Yeah. Is it? Do you do it like every time you do it or does... Do, I, you, do you wait? In, yeah. In, did she leave it outside until there was enough to burn? Up, yeah, yeah. And then it lights up easier. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know if she chewed her brain about it. But she did consider her a friend. There was a woman who lived in my old building in Queens who used to walk around in a black veil and outfit, and she eventually uh, jumped out the window. Yeah, yeah. I, this I, one I, seems a little different type of... I don't know what ended up happening to her. I do know that it was a one-story house. Uh-huh. So, oh, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah She'd but, have to come up with another way. She was the scary lady, though. <laughs> Everyone knew her as the scary lady. Yeah. You would see her riding around as a child. It was so uh, very vivid. But memories. generally, in the after-school specials, those ladies turn out to be nice and have something to offer. Exactly. If you're writing a script about her, she she brings insight and, and yeah, is a yeah, kind, a nice lady. lady. So your mother, this wasn't her dream job. It was just what she did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, and and how many siblings you got? I have one older sister. How's she doing? She's doing great. Yeah. Is she yeah. in Montana. She's in Spokane, Washington. What you were you guys close to Spokane? Uh, yeah, it's like three and a half hours away from Missoula. Because like I didn't know what to expect when I went up there, but I really it's like you want that city to do well because it's so cute, you know. And that there's that old mill building and there's the water yeah, going through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Riverfront Park is yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's so beautiful. And but you know you, there is there's a darkness to it. You know, it's a combination of meth darkness and Nazis not too far away. Yeah, there's Nazis lingering. Yeah, that, Hayden Lake, uh-huh. uh, that Panhandle of Idaho. There's a lot of hate. Yeah, there. and uh, they you have know, their so little parades. Yeah, and I, you know, I just didn't like because there was part of me thought like, well, this is close to Seattle. People are probably gonna, you know, really build this up someday. And I, I don't know, I don't know if that's gonna happen. No, but no. I, I, I enjoyed the club. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been there yet. Oh, you haven't? No. Huh? I would have thought you would have went there. Already. Yeah, I know. One would. Why? What's what's why? No one's doing nothing now. I yeah yeah I know. It's funny. I just had gotten a, a guy that was gonna help me. 
uh, do just small theaters and stuff. He does a lot of bands. Yeah. And uh, and then this happened, and <laughs> it's, it's like, over. well, I guess we're going to cancel this. <laughs> Every li- our entire life. But Spokane. So, what'd she do there? She moved there to be a news person, huh. an on-air news person. She did uh, like journalism. What'd she say about the joint? She married over there? Yeah, oh. and that's how I know about the darkness. Is her husband's a fireman, so he's constantly a first responder to the dark side of Spokane. Really? Like the meth side? Yeah, and... sure. Ah, uh, so he's got the stories. Yeah, so I've heard those stories. Like lab fires and that sure, kind of shit? Sure, sure. Just lots of... Bur- I did a t-shirt design because I do illustration yeah. on the side. Uh, and... Uh, and it was a illustration of the the whatever precinct or di- division he was in. Yeah, that station was like called the Zone. Yeah, so it was a drawing of trailers and fires and <laughs> hollowed out Camaros with plants growing out of the hood. And oh my god, a baby like <laughs> next to a syringe. It was a very detailed. It was for the department. And did they wear them? Oh sure, yeah. yeah they just them? around the the station, I think. Like not out at events and stuff. It might offend people at events, <laughs> like yeah, ribbon cutting mayoral <laughs> ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> did you go to college in Montana? I did. Oh, yeah. so you went through you went through high school and then you did the whole state school thing. Yeah, yeah. And stayed in my dad's basement and did four years, and then moved. your folks were, were split up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you had to deal with that. Yeah, but it you know that was when did it, that happen. Oh, when I was like fourteen. Oh, yeah. That's like you're conscious and you're aware, and but I uh, pretty quickly thought it was a good decision for them to not be together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I figured that out pretty early. <laughs> this wasn't working out. Yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> you both seem happy now. Uh, but yeah, I live with my mom, and then once uh, college happened, I. Moved in the basement. Yeah, yeah. So you guys working on art projects together and shit. We did. Yeah, there was because the the art side of school. I went. I was uh, painting and drawing. I was an art major. That, oh, really? That would be kind of demanding. Hourly, they wanted you to spend a lot of time in the studio painting, and right. then I had the rest of my credits, which were just. It like math and things like that that right. cr- crippled me. I, yeah, I, I can't. It, I can. I don't. I never could handle it. It was really hard for me. So uh, there were a few times, and I shouldn't even admit this, but I, my dad would paint something, and I'd turn it in. Wow, is this yeah. the first time so you that, admitted that's that publicly? The, and that is the the only dishonest thing he was ever involved with. Is this He's a, like, we paint the same. I taught you how to paint. It's kind of like an extension of you painting. Yeah, you're part of me. You're like my brush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he would always bring up that, you know, there's guys like Picasso who would have a, you know, a, a team of guys that would paint like on a conveyor belt. And then he'd look at it and he's like, yeah, I like that. And he'd sign it. Like he didn't actually firsthand sure. paint. So, you, so this, yeah, but he was also making millions of dollars. Right, right. I understand. It's a good rationalization. Sure. Well, yeah. So then if I was making money, it would have been okay. You know. No, I, I get it. No, it, <laughs> I, I, but but you were doing your thing. It just happened to be similar to your dad. Maybe he wasn't involved with the scandal. I, I did. I needed to turn in six paintings i had like four done and i oh, and you just I, did it you just I, I painted on top of one of my dad's paintings and painted over 1978 <laughs> the year he was in art school uh <laughs> when, and i, when, I think they saw through it did they why yeah my it was reflected in my grade 
Oh, really? Bad? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That was the only time I got a bad grade in, in so, art school. What, well, I mean, yeah, if it was an old painting, you could tell from the surface, I would think that, right? I mean, what... Well, oftentimes you reuse a canvas, you re-gesso sure, sure. it, and then from the back it'd look like a canvas. Now, was, you, was this figurative, abstract, realist? What do you? What was? Oh your yeah, I don't uh, brush strokey realism, like hmm. close up, maybe kind of abstract. But then you get further. Oh back. right, right. That's kind of impressionistic ish. Sure, I think right. those are the best guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like you just. When you look close, you're like, oh, my God, far away, it looks like a house. And that's, now, that's always what I wanted now to do. Now, of course, it's smudgy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And were you, were you good at it? I don't know how good. I, I'm a good illustrator. I do a lot of uh-huh. art for people. Like comic I, stuff? Yeah, yeah. I got more comfortable with close-up work. Do and, you or do you have any uh, heroes of uh, illustration? Not necessarily of illustration. Like, are you a fan? Like, because I know guys who do that, they're like, that guy's great at lines, you know. It's got a good line. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Christie's like, he's got a great line. Yeah, he's a good artist. Dave Clock, I'm sure they all have guys that they look up to. And I oddly have kind of a comic book style with my illustration. I've never owned a comic book. I don't really... Really? Yeah, it's weird that I uh, never got into that world, comic books. I've never had a comic book. No, I, I got into them late, not not young. Well, what what was your thing? Music? Uh, I was mostly skateboarding. I thought that you do. Can you do like the pools and stuff? I I got my hip replaced. Uh, oh my god! Like three years ago now, and I'm from a childhood injury or a new just injury? a gift from God. The uh, they just the doctor said you don't have cartilage. That's why you scream when you, when you walk and you're drinking uh, a lot of whiskey. It maybe even hurt back when I first uh, met you, like when I in '03 and we'd go to that dirty Ramada basement. And oh my God! That's when I first met you. Yeah, and I remember Paul Hughes gig. Yeah, yeah, and uh, oh boy, they sent me to that. Did you ever do the Palms? Yeah, through. Yep, I ate it with Court and and Paul. Yeah, I really. I've it's never wor- done that poorly as a it's comedian. It's the worst. I did very bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the fucking. I I was so embarrassed in a way. That was such a hard time for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I'm coming in, you know, to this town. You know, knowing that, like, I've been at it a long time. Right. But I want to establish myself at these alt venues because that's what people were doing. Yep. And then, you know, like, my wife at the time, or I wasn't married to her yet. You remember Mishnah? Mish- yes, yeah. I do. This you is know. right when I'm, we moved to LA at the same time. That's 2002? Uh, three is when I. Oh, okay. Got, yeah. You know, and I just, like, I had to dig in and figure out how to, you know, get, you know, into it. You know, coming, you know, and I'd already been at it in New York for years. Yeah. At TV credits and everything, but it didn't make a difference. And at that time, these alt rooms were so important. I'd go to that Ramada. It was the worst fucking place to do comedy. Yeah, it really was. It was haunted with no laughs. It was because there was no audience. You never would, it would just be comics and then he'd get people from the hotel. Yeah. To come down against their will. It, but like oddly, I generated material there. I don't know how, but I I feel that way too. I look back on it now as a place where I, uh, uh, you know, it was important. It was pivotal in me in me adjusting to Los Angeles. But you were always there, 
and uh, and I knew you because I remembered you had like a the shirt you wore on some oh like a pearl snap cowboy oh, yeah, sure. shirt yeah, or yeah, something yeah 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 it's like oh yeah he's the guy that had the cool shirt yeah on uh, on Conan cars, or something, co- co- something. Yeah, Letterman sure, I don't sure. know. Uh, I wouldn't but, have worn it on Letterman, but I did wear it on my HBO special. I wore a black, you know, cowboy pearl button shirt. And, yeah, yeah, I used yeah. to wear those shirts. Me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the, and now in the last time I, saw, I haven't seen you for a while, but we been. both were doing denim on denim, we, a denim shirt. That's right. You jeans. did the uh, Canadian tuxedo. That's right. Yeah, we yeah. Had a, we I both. saw a picture of you like that, and we, <laughs> I did that shirt. Sure. sure. So that was when we met. So okay, so you would you graduate college with your painting degree? Yeah, and immediately moved uh, to Austin to follow a girlfriend. See, I, I, th- I thought you always associated you with Texas. Why is yeah, that? It because that's where comedy wise I started, started, and so oh. I always said when I moved here, I'm like I'm from Austin because okay. we're talking about comedy right now. If you want to talk about me as a human, I'm from Montana. You know what I mean? Sure. So you moved to Austin with for the girl. Yeah, and and how'd that uh, pan out? Uh, she married Bill Hader. Uh, they were they, but I th- I think that they they're just done split. now. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. So but she, she has kids with Hater, and yeah, yeah, they got divorced. And she's a talented, you know, uh, director, filmmaker. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd uh, she meet Bill Hader? Um, he's not from Texas, is he? No, that was when we first moved to L.A. Uh, we were kind of amicably sp- splitting up and flipping coins for the bed, and oh, okay, splitting up things. Oh, and, wow! And uh, and then they started dating, and I thought he was a nice guy, and I. You signed off on it. Yeah, yeah. It was. It. I wish all breakups could be like that. I think he is a nice guy, and he's a funny guy. They had two two, two kids, I think, right, or maybe one. I don't know. Three, three kids yeah. that knocked him out. Yeah. Are you friends with her still? Uh, I talked to her when I heard of their split. We we t- I was in Boise where she's from, so I was like, "Hey, here's your old high school." Like we uh, being funny, yeah, helping yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always good for a laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's I'll, up? Remember me? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to cry? I'll stand here. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> so you go to Austin, and who's on the scene? What year's that? That was, I moved there in 99. Maggie and I were in an improv group. In Austin. And, and we ended up going to some improv festival there. And around that time, she got into UT for film school stuff. Oh. And so I went, I followed her there. And then accidentally started going to open mics. It wasn't necessarily my plan. How did you accidentally, you mean you just- were... I mean, uh, one day realized I wanted to. That wasn't my reason for moving to Austin. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, who was? I on thought this... I was going to do improv comedy there. Oh, okay, and right. then quickly preferred stand up. Who was who was on the scene? Uh, when I moved there, there was a lot of like, that guy was good. He's a painter now. That guy is named Tater Salad. He sure. he did like uh, Ron White hadn't had his resurgence <laughs> right. yet when I moved there. He he was uh, hanging out in a straw hat. Oh, drinking. so they called him Tater Salad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the old name still yeah, stuck. Yeah, yeah, oh, That's hilarious. He hadn't, he hadn't really had his resurgence. Right. That that came with uh, whatever WB blue collar. Who else was, was T-Shawn there too? I just, I would go to Houston to watch the Shannon Christmas show. So I, that's Tater how Tater Salad I, used to do that, right? Uh, no, just the Shannon brother, like Charlie Shannon and T-Shawn. And, and what happened to T-Shawn, man? 
he's around. We I when I was working for this this network, Fuel TV, he he was always obsessed with bears. There was the masturbating bear. There was the we did a skateboarding bear sketch together. And uh, and I went downtown to that hot house. Didn't Conan have a masturbating bear? Yes, I think he was responsible for that bear. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he wrote on Conan briefly. Yeah. And then there's bears doing things on Saturday Night Live. Anything bear-based. Is Tishon? It's Tishon, yeah. And I don't know where he's been. I've not heard about of him in a long time. Yeah. So, so you're in Austin, 99, starting open mics, and you're seeing, you're going to Houston occasionally. Yeah, I who were your who were your guys there? Did you know who were the people starting out in Austin that I would know? Uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, Howard Kramer and Chip Pope had oh, yeah. already left, but oh, they, they were like a duo, and they would come and perform together. Well, and they were on, weren't they, on some sort of weird MTV show? Austin Stories, yeah, yeah. And so, what was that woman's name? Uh, Laura House. Laura House. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, those were and and those were the people I knew that had made it out of Austin. So. Right. But they would come and visit, but they were already gone when I'd moved there. Do you know Matt Bearden? I Bearden's a very good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a great... He's he a radio keeps, guy He now. keeps getting better and better. Yeah, the like terrestrial radio in Texas is still... Well, you got more... If you you got a drive time show, you can still hang in there because yeah. people want to know what's going on on the, the road. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys, once Bearden got added to Bob and Dudley, it got lighter and more fun. I I enjoy doing that radio show. There's a couple of good crews I like doing radio with. You know, like I I, I kind of remember them, but there's some there's some people that I when I'm in certain cities I'll go do them. Oh, I like I, morning radio. I do too. I, I I mean I used to do I used to host morning radio and and uh, if you're you're in with a good bunch and they're jamming, it's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. It's really fun. I, it always brought me anxiety when they were like, okay, what does he say to cue the five jokes you're going to tell? Fucking I'm like, can we not do that? Where you're sitting there waiting and they're like, uh, do you get it? can you give him five things to set you up for? I don't mind doing it. And like sometimes it's better in some ways if that's the way they're going to work and they're just going to throw it to me and I'm just going to kill. Great. Yeah. It's not as fun as like getting into a groove yeah. with people that know how to talk. Yeah. But in terms of delivering the goods yeah. to maybe sell a ticket or two? Yeah, I guess. You it, know it, what I mean? It serves its per especially when you're on for five, ten minutes. And yeah, it's like, so like, how do I land this? I'm, all you're trying to do is sell, you know, ten tickets. Yeah. and you know, But sometimes, if you really fucking kill, like, people will come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was one, there was one week where... Uh, I was working with Paul Tompkins in Austin, and we took a poll every night. How was that? Who came because of uh, oh, okay, of the radio? Yeah, and not one hand. Every not night. one hand. Yeah. How many people were coming? Generally speaking. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was the issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a reason Paul doesn't do stand up anymore. I don't. Uh, did, but he, I, did he stop? I just uh, every I time I, I like see did, him, yeah. yeah, yeah, he does things at Largo and in like uh, mm. radio hour. He's an impresario like, of some kind. Yes, yes. So uh, I I love hearing a word and then pretending I know what it means. That's what I just did. But I want this to be honest. I want. I, I want. <laughs> it was an impresario. I, I might have fucking. Used no, it no. Wrong. Hey, that's not what I was doing. No, no. I know, but I'm like I I, I like you like to. Uh, to do what you just did, but sometimes I use words I don't know what they mean, and I use them wrong. It's crazy in in my forties to find out that I've been saying using a word incorrectly my whole. A person life. who organizes and often finances concert plays or operas, a manager of a musical 
theatrical or operatic company. Man, you nailed the use of that word. Kind of. He seems like Oftentimes that. at Largo in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's just part of the... <laughs> oh, God damn it. So, boy, it doesn't sound like the relationship went sour. So you stayed out there for, what, two years? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Until she graduated? 99 to 04, yeah. Oh, 03, not... sorry, yeah. And then, and then you're like, we're doing it. Yeah, we're yeah. going to L.A. and you're going to leave me. I came here really as a star. I felt like maybe we did both know that was happening. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I haven't asked her that. But was she uh, already seen talking to him? No, no. I don't think there was ever any overlap. Oh. Or if there was, I don't know that There's I an, care. No, you don't want to. Yeah. Don't go digging. I there. just know that when <laughs> we split everything up, uh, oftentimes I she mm. we would wear the same shirts or something she's roughly my height and uh yeah and uh i do remember they were at a party and he was wearing one of my shirts that was the only time that or one of the one of the shirts that was hers that i used to wear and he was wearing it that was the only time where it's like hey i used to wear that shirt Did oh you, well and that was that was the tone <laughs> and feeling you had i i have that i find that hard to believe i have to assume that this Made you fucking just eat your guts out for a little while. No, I... Uh, Do you get angry? I feel like, yeah, I'm riddled with anger. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, and uh, But it didn't surface then. But you have a, a Midwestern cap on it, do you? I'm lousy with anger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I keep it capped. Uh, yeah, but it's there. It's always there. I, I try to just uh, destroying your insides. You just keep it. Yeah, in. I let it percolate, and yeah. shift around, and bubble. Good, good. good. Uh, <laughs> and well, then, I, I guess I, like you know stylistically, I can kind of feel it in the uh, the quirkiness. Yeah, that I'm the, masking something. The kind of the quick pace, the like just right underneath it is just a shit show of fucking fury. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's always sitting there, but I really keep an eye on it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. To not do it, yeah. Oh, to good. get upset. So what happens out here? You we're we're doing the fucking Ramada. So where'd you end up? Uh, yeah. I immediately I because you were in a crew. You had guys. You had friends. You were not, running with some folks. Uh, not really. Not not really. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh. On the road feature, I think I was working with Tig. That's what it was when we were splitting up. I was uh, working with Tig. We were like co-headlining somewhere. You and Tig. Uh, yeah. And I said, I'm going through a breakup. And she said, I'm moving out of a place. And she said, I'm having fun with you this week. Let's live together. And I lived with Tig for like seven years. <laughs> really? Yeah. We were almost recognized by the state. I think we could have gotten like a tax. Th- I don't know that California. A, I does remember that. this now. I yeah. remember it now. I, I remember that was the thing, yeah. Like I remember she featured for me in Tampa. Uh huh. And we dressed the same. That was always our joke. It's like we we kind of wear That's the same funny. clothing. I was gonna come with the joke that you and I dress the same. Well maybe it's all funny. And three I of have us. a lot of TIG sweaters. Yeah, see? Every time I wear a cardigan with an animal on it, people are like, Nice TIG sweater and I'm like, This is my sweater. <laughs> see? I don't wear cardigans, but it's the bell bottoms, I think. Was what it started it and the shoes we wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always describe her as somebody who has her own time zone. That there's always these pauses and beats where you're like, "Am I connecting? Are we having a 
conversation and, with and I learned from her and someone like that like Todd Berry uses pauses comedically. <laughs> I always felt like I needed to just keep talking. Fill that air. Yeah, yeah. with manic quirkiness. <laughs> just <laughs> Fill the air, uh, mask the anger, (laughs) and keep talking. But I learned from her that you can just be silent and and off of the awkwardness of that moment, it other people are laughing. I saw her do it, and I was like, like, "She's a master of it." It seemed to be her life's work was to drag that pause out as long as she could. And I've learned from it. I I occasionally resort to that now. I never would have. That chair bit is just an experiment in pauses. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. That's some, (laughs) yeah, so it's a- The famous chair bit. Yeah, it's like Buster Keatony. Yeah, no, no, she's great. And, uh, you know, know, she seems good. They got How many kids they got now? She is doing great, yeah. How many Uh, kids? Two two little guys, yeah. Did you open for her? Like, so you opened for, for her a period of time or how'd that work? Or or you just were, you just were friends and nope. she, you moved Yeah. In. Just that one week we had so much fun laughing and, and being ridiculous together that we were like, Seven yeah, I years. could live with this person. Down yeah, by we, the beach somewhere? Where was yeah, it? Yeah. I was always in, I was in Venice for 16 years. I just moved to Echo Park. I feel like I'm part of the city now. You were in Venice for 16 years? Yeah. Were you friends with Zach? I did see that. I was... Did you ever, when you were in recovery and talking about you were eating a lot of candy and stuff, were you also, did you have a nicotine thing? Were you yeah. chewing? Okay, so you and me and Zach are the only people that are privately, I still dabble. With, oh, I got off them, man. I had the lozenges. Uh, well, oh, you I were do dipping? These, these nicotine pouches now with no, It's they're white. So for some reason that makes it think I'm being healthy. Oh, uh, are they? Uh, there's no tobacco in them. Oh, really? Well, that's why I was on the candy. Yeah, I loved it. But he dipped. I saw him recently, or it was, I was like going he, to- Like, he's a pro dipper. I, we, I saw him. He had his kids in a double stroller. Yeah. And he had a big- Fucking dip. Two, and we pulled out, and we both had some mint grizzly or some can yeah, of disgusting- grizzly. I Yeah, the cheap stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you could get the best. You could get top of the line Copenhagen, man. <laughs> Pay the extra four bucks. Copenhagen's strong. But, uh, yeah, and then he saw me walk into a uh, bar method studio. That After I got my hip fixed, I started going to bar method, and I was the only dude, so I just wouldn't make eye contact. But the little <laughs> leg squats, and the, it was exactly what I needed. It helped? Oh, it, yeah. That's it, what the doctor I, told you to do? I'm, the doctor told me to go to some- uh, Physical therapy. Elizabeth Taylor Aquatic Center and swim around with these old people. And I right away, I was like, this isn't for me. Uh, and I was going to physical therapy, but I was seeing a girl that did bar method. And she said, you have to go to this class. Yeah. Everything you're doing, you can do it in a class so you're not- And that was it. Yeah. It, it, and he saw me go in there. He's like, have fun and- <laughs> <laughs> Your ballet class, and everyone's like, "Is that? Did that? Is that that guy from the movie?" Yeah, I'm like, "No, it's Aki? just some guy that <laughs> yeah. chews." <laughs> it's just some yeah. but he, you, he chews like he grew up chewing. You grew up chewing? I uh, yeah, he's like from North Carolina. No, uh, I grew up around it, and it's one of those things where it's like, "Oh, that's for rednecks." I would never do that. Yeah, and then that. at some point, almost what? as a joke, I put it in my mouth. It's the best thing ever. Or it's how I got a. A lot of comics in Austin, yeah. uh, I guess because of Bill Hicks, they all smoke, and I started smoking a lot, and that's how I got off cigarettes is- Dipping. Dipping, and then I get I up. went off and on the nicotine in all different forms for so long, and you know, like I did the uh, snooze for a long time, and I used to get it from, from Sweden. 
That's up the nose, right? No. Or, no, that's pouch. That's It's a pouch, yeah, but yeah. it's your upper lip. Yeah. And there's yeah. this idea that like it doesn't hurt you. It's like, what are you out of your fucking mind? The, 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 they're almost identical was, lips. Yeah, because it was Swedish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it had weird names. And I, I was so in. I was so addicted. And I get the really strong shit, and I go to sleep with it in my mouth. Oh, God. And then when I got on the lozenges, I'd gone through cigars. I just never went back to cigarettes. I, I never went back to cigarettes after I quit them in 99 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe I had one or two cigarettes. One with Keith Richards and one when my divorce went through. Yeah, if Keith Richards hands yeah. you a cigarette, you, you smoke it. it. Sure. But I knew I wasn't going to start again because I had the lozenges. But I got off of those August. I've I've been nicotine free since fucking August. Yeah. But Bargetti, he fucking dips. Yeah, yeah. He was the other. He was the other. And like you know, he would. I he 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 would do like four or six of those skull pouches. The skull extras. Yeah. And I remember he gave me like, uh, he gave me a tin. Like he opened for me at Carnegie Hall. Did I say, I always fuck his name up. It's Bargatze, right? Yeah. Bargatze. Yeah. Bargatze. Bargatze, yeah. I'm such an idiot because it, it, it comes and goes. But uh, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. But well, he opened when did that, so then when are you ever saying his last name? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Bargatze, but I used to fuck it up. Yeah. But at, at Carnegie Hall, he opened for me. And then afterwards, like I was like, yeah, yeah. Because I want to stay away from it because I didn't want to get involved with it because it's no good. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah, of course not. But it's so great. Yeah, it's and just- And after, after Carnegie Hall, he gave me a fucking pouch and he just gave me the tin. I'm like, oh, this is the best. This is better than the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little reward. That's, that's why I don't know if it's that I have an addictive personality or that I just like little rewards. Like I remember- oh, But I love being on that shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the reward's one thing, but eventually you're just doing it all the time. You have no vices now, right? No, but I work them in somehow. No, I don't do anything, but like, I wasn't drinking coffee. I was drinking tea for a while, and now I'm just fucking jacking the coffee. I got, because now when when she passed away, and, you know, and now, like, you know, what am I doing? You know, at least I'm, you know, you know, we had a good thing going, and at least I was having sex and stuff. Yeah. Now it's like, I got nothing going on. I'm quarantined. So I'm like, Oh yeah, and every time, every once in a while, I get that feeling like, like I need a what? What can I? And just make another cup of coffee until I'm fucking nauseous. On a much less traumatic uh, level, I I was seeing someone that I I loved, and she had disappeared at the beginning of quarantine. She's just like, this isn't working. So, oh. same thing. It's like, well, now what do I? Yeah, yeah you. Re- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I find I am impressed. I thought I wouldn't be able to handle it, but I'm kind of having fun. I think. This whole the fact that nothing is expected, yeah, of me. Oh, it's great, and and, and also no one else is doing anything. Right, I didn't realize how competitive or how right. I was always looking. At, I'm like, look what that guy has. Oh yeah. Now that I'm watching Stephen Colbert in a messy kitchen doing his TV show <laughs> with a confused look on his face, it's like, oh, we're all. It's the even playing field. Exactly. It's, it's shit for everyone. This is yeah. great. Yeah, it's I, great. Yeah. I finally relax. I don't know. I think it may be unhealthy that that brings me comfort. But No, I've been, I, I talked about that right at the beginning. I'm like, there's none of that. Like, hey, that guy. Nope. Yeah. Not doing anything either, yeah. really. And it's relaxing if, yeah. because we're, whether you're actively competitive or not, it's hard not to judge yourself in relation to other people. And now that we're all on the same page. I mean, it's not like, you know, we're still going to go, if we ever get to go back to our lives, that's going to look the same, but we might as well enjoy the reprieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that. Yeah, I am enjoying it. Yeah. But- uh, And I've gotten into other things. I'm like making dollhouses and drawing and I'm into miniatures. I've always, on a, not on, I don't play with dolls. 
uh, but I've always wanted well, how do you, to make how, Wallace how, and Gromit little worlds. Okay, so how do you how do you differentiate between playing with dolls and making I call walls? it I call it miniature uh, houses. Okay, yeah, yeah. I try and I'm, I leave the word doll out of most of my conversations. I realize when I brought this up, I said doll houses. Yeah, straight. Yeah, with F with ease. Yeah. Uh, but I meant to say I've been getting into miniatures. So, so I'm like a craftsman, then then I'm like a train guy. What does that entail? Do you order stuff online? Do you have the paints? In the- uh, I did do a little painting. It's the furniture is just like little IKEA furniture, or more confusing. There's no text. I had to look online, you know, YouTube videos of 15 year olds putting together this stuff. But you distress it, and it's tiny woodworking. Then I had to make all these little books for the shelves. Do you make Tiny them from pages. a kit? Or you, you, you... It is a kit, and some of it was easy to make. But then there's a little chandelier with these tiny wires, and you have to wire this lamp mm. through. Yeah, it was it was so a lot of work. But... Are you are you in that world now? I mean, I think once you once you're in, you can't get out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm looking at my next uh, doll ha- uh, miniature house. <laughs> I think I might go greenhouse. You're gonna make a greenhouse? Yeah. Huh. Well, I got there's different areas of my apartment. I put the bookstore on the bookshelf. I thought that was fitting, and now I have I have my plants that I talk to because I don't have pets, and right. I think I'll put a little greenhouse next to them. And then uh, I did this weird thing in my apartment where I put up wallpaper, uh, like a, of a snowy mountain in my bedroom. Yeah. And after I did that, I'm like, well, I have to make my bedroom look like a cabin, so I have lanterns and snowshoes. Really. And yeah, everyone thought I was being a weirdo, but right when I finished it, we're on in lock-in and no one can go outside. And it's like, well, who's laughing now? I wake up and look at a snowy mountain every day. It's virtual outdoorsy. And uh, that's, uh, so this is the world you're living in? Yeah, yeah. What's And what, you're going to do a greenhouse miniature next? Well, I have a tropical living room. I got, there's like these wall mural, like photo murals. Yeah. And it's like uh, palm trees in my... Oh, in the living, living room. room. So yeah. that's where you're going to do the miniature. Yeah, training. yeah. That's the next project. Yeah. And is your third one? Uh, no, it'll it'll be my second. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. After the bookstore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now. <laughs> and eventually, I want to make little a little clay guy and do some stop motion animation. I've always wanted to get into that. Well, you that seems easy. You can do that with your phone. No. Yeah, I think you're right. There's no there's no miniature people involved yet. Not yet. I oh. haven't made any people. Oh. And now are you going to do that from the kid or are you going to do your own thing? Uh, Yeah, I'll make a little guy on my own. Clay? Order some clay, yeah. Or some of that plasticine stuff? Yeah, yeah, polymer. Yeah, yeah, polymer. Someone yeah. made me uh, 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 my dead cat. Uh... Oh, yeah, that's impressive work. That's a handmade, there's only one of those? Yeah. That's great. That's my cat with my cat's colors. And my cat's weird two different color eyes. And I think you're right. It is. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I think you're right. It is easy. It's just make a little guy. You move him a little, take a picture, move him a little more. Well, I don't think you can make him out of this. You're going to have to make him out of something that's malleable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got to. It'll gotta, be all right. It's like, it sounds like you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> I. It's. But what else am I going to do? I've been doing cooking videos. I've been. You've been cooking? Drawing. and Yeah. Yeah. I had to learn. I didn't know how to cook anything. Oh, and is it, how's that going? Yeah, it's just very enjoyable. Good. Yeah. You're, you're growing up. Yeah, just lock me <laughs> in an apartment and I become a man. We are uh, talking about cats coming up. Yeah, and Now, you don't have a cat now? There's a cat that's been coming. What does this mean when 
this cat has a collar, so I'm not just going to snatch him up, but right. he, I started saying hi to him outside my kitchen. Like when I'm washing dishes, he comes and yeah. just stares there. Yeah. But he meows like he's in pain or something is wrong mm. or the way a cat is loudly meowing when right. they're pregnant or something. Right. I'm like, and what's he... going on? And he's kind of skinny, yeah. but lives next door. Yeah. But I, I said hi and he figured it, he jumped on the roof walked across the apartment and ended up in front of my door so he figured out yeah where my front door was so right I've decided he's smart yeah so it's all I want out of a cat yeah uh and but I I didn't start feeding him once you start feeding a cat no they never go away yeah and then it's and then like yeah I've, I I've had cats at the old house that would come around, I think were other people's cats. Yeah. I actually had to put one down. I don't know if it was someone else's cat or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Tig, all fucked when, up. When I lived with Tig, there was a cat, two cats, yeah. Sid and Nancy, that l- lived under my Mustang, and uh, I I would put food under the car, I figured. But then Tig just started feeding these cats right on the porch, and I'm like, you know we have cats now. Right. If you're feeding, and there's some possums, they'd all line up. Oh, yeah, possums, skunks, everything, yeah, yeah. fucking raccoons, everything will eat cat food. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, and uh, so that's how I got uh, my and it's funny cat. when you'd see the cats and the other animals out there together, just kind of like... It was cat, possum, cat, possum. Yeah. A lot of people don't know possums and cats are totally cool together. Yeah. They'll eat out of the same dish. Yeah. They don't possums judge. Possums are fucking too much. Yeah, they're really not... Uh, there's times if you squint or if they're young, they're kind of cute, but yeah. boy... Oh, no. It gets They rough. don't age well. It gets rough. They get uh, their teeth. Their, their baby eyes. ones are cute, yeah. They're very rat-like. I Ugh. think it's the tail is the reason oh, the I judge them. Cr- and the fucking hands? <laughs> they in the- <laughs> All of it, man. The fucking teeth. They're worse Thumb. than they're Why worse do possums than rats. have thumbs? I used to do a bit about it. I, yeah. I can't remember what the bit was, but it was a long bit. <laughs> a rat about with how, thumbs? About how uh, ugly possums are. Yeah, gargoyles. Yeah. Uh, but they, then, and raccoons are just burly. There was a family of raccoons that started eating cat food, and it was like, it was chaos when they'd come onto the deck. Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, oh a, raccoon, a raccoon will kick the, your cat's ass. The yeah. family, it's a whole family, and they're fat, and you're like, how much are they eating? They have zero fear. They will come, they'll take something out of your hand and then stare at you. Yeah, like, they have what real hands. took you so long? They have real hands. Yeah, it's little like, black hands yeah. with little thumbs. It's crazy. They have little tiny yeah. howler monkey hands. So- but you no know, cat for now. Do you think this cat is sick? Is that what you're concerned? I'm is? just keeping my eye on him. Oh. I, I've, Did it, you talk to the owner? Has a no, no. I have, I have to every time I've tried to get close to the cat. Why are you meowing at my door? If when I open it to you, you run away. So you know, I'm not gonna try. It's hard to understand, man. But pain sounds like pain, and uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, this cat's in pain. Oh, really? I, of some kind. Oh. Yeah. Or did you mean my pain? No, I mean, it's like you would know. I mean, you yeah. know, cats wanting food. Yeah. But, you know, howling, you know, is like a separate thing. Yeah. That's and I'm a... no cat specialist. No, but no. But I've had a few. I, I've i always uh, prided myself uh, or been proud of, prided? Yeah. On being able to whisper cats. I'm pretty yeah. good. I can pick up a feral cat. I mean, yeah. that's nothing I should brag about, but cats trust me. Like a real feral, you can pick them up. Oh yeah, uh, they're the, Austin is riddled with stray cats. Yeah. They don't care about cats in yeah. Texas. And no offense if you're from Texas. <laughs> Some and people love just cats. see cats like they're they're rats. Yeah, they're, they're just this fucking annoying animal. And I think certain parts of the country they think Kill that them. more. Yeah, that for sport. Yeah, uh, and uh, I I picked up cats uh, that are out street cats. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like cats. Yeah. Why don't you get a cat? Because I was on the road a lot, and I'm like, even my plants are dead when I go home. Yeah. I, I have to have someone. Right. Chat, and uh, which can be arranged, mm-hmm. and I could do that. So, no, I don't know why I don't have cats. Yeah, I mean, they're all over. You just go pick one up. Yeah, there's, and there's... during this whole quarantine thing, it would have been nice, I think. Well, it's not over. I, you, you might yeah, have yeah. a few months. You could really dig in with a cat. <laughs> and wait, so now the 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 new album's available? It's a, Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a special. It's on uh, Vimeo On Demand. Oh, yeah. it's like video. Yeah, it's very well uh, produced. I really am proud of it. Vimeo on demand, or uh, there's a website called We're Gnarly. We're uh, Gnarly. It was it, the guy that produced it for me is an old friend, uh, and he's a talented filmmaker. Yeah. And he just had this URL already sitting oh, okay. around from like the early snowboarding days. He used to make snowboard videos. Okay, and I used to snowboard a lot, so I knew him back then. So you're in the board community as I, well. I am a member of the board. Yeah. when did you break your hip you're not doing that shit now are you i am again and i feel great and the doctor said this thing's bulletproof it's the only part of your body that isn't oh they replaced the hip yeah it's just a or it's a helmet on top of my femur and then another piece of metal in the socket lubricated by i guess my own body it's amazing that it works no i've seen him before my dad used to put those in oh really yeah he's an orthopedic surgeon he used to be yeah so I've actually seen those out of the body. Sure. Like on his desk. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I held one in my hand. I'm like, this is going in me. Yeah. And it's the best decision I ever made. But I now you're back on the fucking board? Yeah. It, he said, I can't damage it. He said, go ahead. What about the other hip, dummy? Uh, yeah, it's not feeling great. And mm. I know I have to get that one fixed too. But you didn't shatter this one. It was just worn out? Yeah. Interesting. It's been bothering me since my teen years, so nothing I did is the reason that right. my cartilage has been wearing away. So he didn't blame skateboarding. Then oh, okay. I, it just hurts to land on. So how I old are you? Wear ridiculous padded pants. Forty-five. Yeah, I mean, you know, just don't go crazy. I mean, we're breakable now. We yeah, just, I, mean, I know. I I can't tell you how many fucking you know fifty to sixty to year old people, man. I see on mountain bikes up there. Yeah just cranking away in their, in their little outfits. And I'm like, all right. And then a buddy of mine, he's a little older than me, out there on his mountain bike, broke his fucking hip. Yeah, but I've had plenty of injuries. Uh, I've broken I mean, both. I, I, and I, it's worth it in a weird way. Okay, re- well, I mean, maybe I'm just being a puss because I don't, uh, you know, I don't do that shit. Yeah, I'm a hiker, I run. Oh, and I've always been cautious. I've never been. Even when I was young, I wasn't like, let's, you know. You weren't weren't flying in the air out of pools? Uh, Once I was good enough to do it, I was. Yeah, but I I made sure that fundamentally I was able to do that stuff. And so I had friends that were, that progressed before me, but I I went a little. Are there pictures of you in the air? Uh, Like on the internet? I think the. No, just in general. Do they exist? Of you holding the board in the air? You know, like uh, maybe, a, maybe yeah. somewhere. Oh, that's yeah, great. there were. I was never really on camera a lot. You just have to take my word for it. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 yeah, I want proof, man. I had I don't, a, I'm I had not a, buying it. I had a cousin that was a pro snowboarder, and we, yeah. I just kind of would follow him around uh, to different ski towns and. Snowboarding is different. Yeah, I tried it. I grew up skiing, and I just missed the. I missed the. Uh, you got to grow up doing the snowboard. 
Or you got to be a skater. I think you're right. And I know a lot of kids now are skiing. They're, skiing is popular I, it's again. It's again? Oh, oh really? yeah, yeah. It's it's Most kids are skiing now. Because my ex was just, you know came up snowboarding, and she just snowboards. Yeah. I tried it when when I went up skiing in, in Mammoth once. It was okay, but, you know, it's a whole different set of you know you got to relearn or, or learn first yeah you have two effective edges it makes more sense yeah but the body is more like skateboarding with the snowboard yeah yeah that's of I course mean, why i started doing it sure so, so you've been doing stand-up now for 20 years jesus christ and i remember you went through a lot of different uh outfits hair configurations yeah yeah like keep... there was a while there i thought like is he doing a an old, old western character <laughs> I I found that when I had a mustache, uh, the audience took me more seriously. Like, even police officers, I'd pull up next to a cop and he'd nod at me. Sure. Like, You're one of us. Yeah, or at least I work for the city or something. But <laughs> but they it, it did, you know, like, I always struggled with uh, confidence on stage and, and, uh, and when you have a mustache, people are like, oh, I'll listen to this guy. I don't know how I've discovered that. I just noticed a difference when I grew one for fun. But you worked, like, you're always out there. I mean, you've, you've worked hard, right? I mean, yeah, you've, I, I've you've been touring a lot, for a long time. A long time on stage. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on stage. And, like, now, do you have, like, have you amassed a, 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 a following uh, through podcasting, suddenly there is an audience, and I don't, I don't think I think a lot of these. It's mostly women that. Uh, wait, wait, which podcast? Do you do you need a ride? It's called with and me this, and Karen Kilgareth. So now, how do you know Kilgareth? How did that come to be? Uh, on it, when I worked for, I had a TV writing job, and uh, and her husband at the time was one of the camera guys, and they had like a party at their house. And I've heard from Jimmy Pardo and other people at the beginning, before everyone had a podcast, uh, people always said, you should do a podcast with Karen Kilgariff, who I knew of, but didn't know her well. And they, then they, when, just, they all decided? I, that... Maybe something in the way I talk, they saw that we, because we, we do mesh conversationally and figured that out right away. And I was at her house and, and I said, we should do a podcast. Well, she's she said, like a huge podcast star. And before that, she had a podcast with me and then started this murder, my favorite murder podcast. And that immediately blew up. And, but she continued to do, uh, do you need a ride with me? And so now, gradually these these murderinos are going to my shows and a lot of times i don't think they've ever even seen stand-up before yeah I, I found that like at the beginning of podcasting i had a lot of people coming to shows like who were like we should go support yeah support mark i'm like i've been doing this since i was 20 you know hey this is the thing i know how to do yeah, yeah. i appreciate you're going to come support me yeah why don't you just, just come be part of the audience and not say it like i need fucking help it's great though i'll take it <laughs> and and it, a lot of times you can tell it's a podcast audience because they're quiet. They're used to listening to these shows at work. And they, if they laugh out loud, they might get in trouble from their boss or something. So they're just silently smiling. And I'm like, okay, I could get used to this. They're enjoying themselves. They're just not the most verb vocal. But it, but it's it's interesting that I, I used to take it so personally. And I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like you did. Because like, I've was i always been a comic. Yeah. And the podcast was something that sort of... Uh, 
came out of desperation. Right. And this idea that no one knew me as a comic it, it, for for a couple of years was just a knife in my side. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah. And you know, but now everybody now I don't care where they come from. You know, if everybody's into it, great. Yeah. You know? But so you're saying mostly women? Yeah, that's and they're kind people. Hmm. Sweet. They say only supportive things. They're not and I've seen friends of mine that have a following through stand up or through a TV show or you know, I was opening for Tosh for a while. I, I like, oh no! I like Dave Attell a lot. I'm I'm a big fan of Doug Stanhope, and it's a crowd of drunken dudes that heckle and don't know how to. And alcoholics. Oh yeah, a like, lot of, oh, yeah. you just and, kind of and I'm and I'm just this and sober, just sweet, be... gift bearing women come to my shows. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. <laughs> It's the best. They're sweet people. Yeah. And uh, Tosh, what, what were they like? Kids? Uh, well, yeah. I think that when I was opening for him a lot, it was bigger venue like Vegas. And, and uh-huh. it, it was just, yeah, people that liked Tosh.0. Like 22 like, year olds? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it tells like kind of guys at the end of their rope. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember he was getting sober and I was opening for him somewhere and just people handing him Jägermeister because yeah. he was using Jägermeister as a catchphrase. Yeah. It's like you can kind of figure out how that might backfire. And Stan Hope just has these radical weirdos. Yeah. Off and, the gritters. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and uh, oh man, I've, I've, uh, all of them make me nervous. Like a, a room of dudes makes me nervous, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. that's usually if you're yeah, because if if you're not like you know if you don't want to be a leader somewhere like if you don't have that in you, it's like I can take these dudes where they need to go. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to be in that. I don't want to be one of those dudes. I don't want to lead those dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I just want regular people who are a little sensitive, a little nervous, a yep. little angry. And I'm getting that now, and I love good, it. Yeah, good. yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations. Thanks, thanks, man. Maybe they'll be there when we get out of this fucking shit show. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. We can still podcast, so it's just keeping that's them true. At, at bay. Yeah, how often do you do that one with Karen? Weekly? Uh, every other week, yeah. Okay. I think my favorite murder is a, a couple times a week for her, so okay. mine is bi-weekly. It's great seeing you again. Oh, yeah. Great to see you, too. Good talking to you. Thanks. That was Chris Fairbanks. He's a nice guy, and he he braved it out. We both braved it out. We talked through the plexiglass six feet away, didn't touch each other, had the windows open, and got out. Here's a little distorted guitar for you.
Boomer lives. 